huge organizations like invest a lot of money in the product management space and they invest a lot of money to do what? Figure out how to work more efficiently and figure out how to prioritize what they need to do in order to achieve their business goals. Like that's the point, right? So I was like, okay, if the point of a Fortune 500 company is to, to instill these practices in order to realize like billions of dollars in revenue, then I could get to multi six figures doing it for myself because I'm teaching it to everybody else, right? So like, that's, that was it. I've, I agiled my own life. Welcome to another episode of We Create. This is a podcast powered by BlackFavesMarket.com, which is an online marketplace showcasing Black entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Tanisha Blakely. On today's episode, we are talking to Shayna Atkins. She is the creator of Queen's Brunch, which is a brunch community for women of color in business. She's also the creator of Atco Inc., which is a lean, agile product management and coaching company based out of Chicago, providing advisory, training, and course kits for product development. I reached out to Shayna because we met probably over a year ago. She had Queen's Brunch and a friend of hers that I met through a networking event thought it would be good to connect us to because of her Queen's Brunch and subscribed to her newsletter. She wrote a blog post on Medium called The Emergence of a No Excuses Woman. And the subtitle of that was What Am I Afraid Of? It was a blog post about fears that she had over a year ago and those fears and what she thought was holding her back from building a profitable business. When I started reading it, like it, it felt like she was talking about me. It was kind of all the fears of being broke if she quit her job, not being able to afford a home, not saving enough money, all the fears and things that we think about and the excuses that we give ourselves to prevent us from actually going out and starting on our own business or pursuing whatever dream that we've had in the back of our mind. I really thought it would be good to talk to her to kind of figure out how she got through all those fears to actually build a really successful brand in terms of having these quarterly events in Chicago. And also talk to her about the steps she took to actually get there. And what I learned is one, she has quit her job when I met with her over a year ago, she was still working for a consulting company, and now she has her own consulting business, which I mentioned at Co Inc. But what also was um, what was also very interesting was we talked about agile, this agile method, and that's something that I use in my professional career. It's a discipline in planning, mostly for software development, which is what I do for a living, and it's about continual planning from the beginning to the very ending of a project, and we have this tool we use called daily stand-ups and for me I meet, I meet with an offshore team in India every morning at 8 a.m. it's the end of their day the start of my day and we sit and we talk about what are you what did you work on today what are your blockers to get you to your next you know task and what will you be working on tomorrow 
And having those daily check-ins allows us to, one, just be transparent about issues that we may be having in terms of getting, you know, the job done or reaching our goals. And then also with everything, things change, plans change, and you can respond to them and be more flexible when you're meeting on a daily basis and checking in. And so that's kind of a very simplified version of it, but that is using an agile method. And then talking to her, I found out she used that agile method to actually quit her job, which was like kind of mind blowing. I use it professionally, but she used it. She uses it professionally as well, but she also used that same method to quit her job. So I'll let her kind of explain it. She can do a better job than I can about how she used it. So let's get right into the episode. You did a blog post on Medium titled Emergence of a No Excuses Woman. And the subtitle was, What Am I Afraid Of? What inspired you to post that article and be as honest as you were about your fears of entrepreneurship? I was really driven by um, a social media campaign that um, my organization had decided to do around self-care. And so what am I afraid of was actually the first prompt at the launch of the campaign. And I knew if I really wanted to have these conversations across women of color and like open it up to my community that I had to go first. And so that really was the push around um, why I decided to share. One of the fears you listed, you listed two sets of fears, you know, one that yes. be a couple of years ago or maybe over a year ago and then kind of present day fears. But one of the fears that um, hit home for me personally was I will always be at insert cushy corporate job. Um, and from what I read, you're no longer at that, you know, cushy job. So I wanted to know how you overcame your fear and what that was like. That's a good question. When I wrote that fear, I had no idea that I would end up quitting my job ever. Like, so I had wrote that um, over, like at the beginning of, of last year. And so um, through a series of events, I had started to really just be done with um, working in corporate America or not in working in corporate America because I still do that for my own business. But I had really just started to be done with the corporate cushy job that I was in. I started to like do, I started to instill daily habits around goal setting and gratitude and prayer and like just a lot of stuff that just, I just changed my days, my day to day. And sometime in May, I literally went to a workspace and leased an office, like leased in a shared office space um and I was still working at my job and I just I went there for like almost a month before I was like well you have clients you have you have your own clients you have leased an office you have team members like I had literally put everything into place and was still working at my job and I was sitting in my workspace and I was like I'm gonna quit tomorrow and I literally did all of my research and I called um, my manager at the time and I told him my situation. And he said, don't quit. Take a leave of absence. And that's what I did. I took a leave of absence that started in July. And I actually did that until I was able to like build up my business even more and then eventually quit um, when I got an even bigger client. 
So if you don't mind me asking, you mentioned goal setting and prayer. Now, you know, you, you didn't know or anticipate you were going to be quitting your job, but what were you writing down? What were you, if you don't mind praying about, what were you setting goals for that transpired to you actually getting, renting the workspace, talking to your boss about leaving and then taking a leave? Yeah, I was setting goals for quitting my job. So it's like, I didn't know that it would happen, but I was like, it, every day I would literally like some of my prayers I actually I actually have this journal right in front of me I would literally be like okay focus on you know securing the you know a new client and then I did that and then I would be like okay and it would be sometimes it would be very granular like scheduled time to talk to an entrepreneur has done, who has done it before like it was just Literally, I would do a daily stand-up, which is an agile term that I actually use in my work today. And so I would do what I would do. I would literally write down what I did yesterday, what I'm going to do today, and what challenges I'm facing. Mm-hmm. I would write a prayer, and then I would write a list of five gratitude items that I feel. And then, a, and then I would say, what are my top three priorities? And that's it every single day. <laughs> so that's. That was literally the tool I used to move forward. Yeah, I'm 10 years into product management, so I'm very familiar with daily standards. Okay, yeah. So I like did I basically instilled agile on my own life. <laughs> like that's what I did because it worked. Let to be honest, if this works for organizations, huge organizations like invest a lot of money in the product management space and they invest a lot of money to do what? Figure out how to work more efficiently and figure out how to prioritize what they need to do in order to achieve their business goals. Like that's the point, right? So I was like, okay, if the point of a Fortune 500 company is to to instill these practices in order to realize like billions of dollars in revenue, then I could get to multi six figures doing it for myself because I'm teaching it to everybody else, right? So like that's that was it. I I agiled my own life. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You, um, when I read your post, you talked about taking the no excuses challenge. Um, tell me about what the no excuses challenge is. How'd you, how did you find out about it? Um, and what are some of the benefits and side effects after you actually completed the challenge? Yes. The great question, the side effect part, but, um, yeah, so I'm an avid listener of podcasts and and reader of books. And so I was listening to the Miley Hill podcast. This was actually, you know, in 2000, late 2016. And they were talking, uh, Courtney Sanders, who's the founder of Think and Grow Chick was on the podcast and they were just talking about like no excuses. And so at the end of it, they had an offer and not bought in, right? Like I, I was their target market in that moment. So I bought um, a, a 21 day no excuses woman challenge went through the challenge and literally like within those 21 days pulled off one of the biggest events that I have done um, within my organization, Queen Brunch. So I was like, okay, this is it. So every month I start a 21 day challenge. I did that for about, you know, three or four months until I really just got into the daily habit. So basically um, Courtney Sanders has offerings across the board about how you edit your life in a realistic way um, to get the goals that you want. So now, 
it worked, right? I did get awesome results and awesome goals, but there were side effects. I did feel a little bit of burnout after my first challenge. Um, I probably ended it in like early November and I didn't do anything in November and December. I was just like, oh my God, like that was a lot. So that's how I actually ended up editing it to get to the point where I am now, which is like taking it day by day, but being very intentional with my day. And did you go into it? Like you, you talked about how you kind of agile your life, but did you have that before you took this no excuses? So no, I, before I was just journaling sporadically, Okay. I did the no excuses challenge and the no excuses challenge gives you 21 days of structure. And so what I learned from the no excuses challenge, cause I would actually read the book that we, you know, some of the books I started to listen to different podcasts. Like, I just became a deeper learner. And so then I like had this epiphany of like, I'm following this challenge, which is excellent. I recommend it. But I was like, I have the tools within what I do on a day-to-day basis to figure out something that I truly believe in that works for me. And those agile concepts, the daily stand-up, like I I have seen that just really make a, a change in organizations. So that's what that's what just ended up working for me in the long term. So I want to start from like how you even decided to start your own business because you were working in a cushy job. I imagine you didn't always have a side business. What made you decide? I did not always have a side business. That's great. Um, I did not. This is like another part of me. I do invest in personal development. I've been doing that for a while, like probably since the beginning of my career, just by advice of a mentor. And so I had a life coach, um, career slash life coach, and I'm just doing, you know, vision exercises with her and like trying to figure out what was, you know, what did I really want to do? I ended up starting a bit like starting a side hustle. And so it was just really sort of organic, but it it came out of this sense of lifelong learning, um, which is also like another concept in in Agile as well, but um, it just came out of my curiosity and my learning and my um, investment within myself personally. And then it's just passion, right? Like for my business, what I actually do is um, Agile coaching, advisory and training services. But outside of that, I run a women's community um, for black women in business called Queens Brunch. And that is like a passion project that keeps me up at night. And so like that, just being really grounded and really clear in my purpose drives me toward the things that I want to do. Glad you mentioned Queen's Brunch. So I want to segue into that. How did you come up with the concept of Queen's Brunch and kind of just explain what Queen's Brunch is? Yeah, so I'll start with what it is. Queen's Brunch is a community for women of color in business, for millennial women of color for the most part. And it is a brunch community. We literally dine at Black-owned or women businesses throughout the city of Chicago, actually expanding to different cities this year. Um, and we do brunch and talk about the reality of business um, for women, for Black women and for, you know, brown girls. That's what Queen's Brunch is. The idea came from um, a conversation with my mom, whose name is actually Queen, um, who... <laughs> She herself ran a business that was started by a community of women who um, participated in a microloan group. And so uh, it's, you have to be kind of like, so in, you know, in the 90s, social entrepreneurship came off the ground and, 
you know, there was different thought leaders and in, in, in the state of Illinois, they actually started uh, a women's group uh, called WESEP and they did micro, they would group women together and they would have women work on their businesses together and then loan micro loans for those women to start their businesses. And she was like, and I was telling her, I was like, you know, I'm really feeling frustrated about being like the only black woman in tech and like most of my environments and I want something different. I have this side hustle. So she just kept telling me this story of mm. her experience starting her business. And I was like, you know what? How can I figure out a way to do that in today's world? And the first thing that came to mind was brunch. I mean, that's just what we do, right? <laughs> that's how we commune. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how Queen's Brunch came to be. Wow. And so going, was that, were you doing the consulting with other businesses um, before you started Queen's Brunch or like which one came first? The consulting with other businesses came first. Okay. Um, I had actually started doing community stuff with like small businesses across gender um, in the beginning, but I just knew, I just noticed that whenever I did a workshop, it was very heavily male. And if there were women there, it was sometimes the conversation just wasn't always distributed evenly. And at the time when I went to like networking events, there a lot of times there wouldn't be a woman panelist. So it was just like those sort of things that came up out of me starting my side hustle that um, helped me identify that there was a need um, to do something like Queen's Brunch. So what has been some of the challenges with both of the businesses that you run? You have Queen's Brunch, you, and let me know, what's the name of your business that you run from a consultant? It's called, at, it's called Atco Inc. Um, and that's A-T-K-C-O. Okay. But yeah, the challenge has been one balance, right? Because um, they are both growing. <laughs> so that has been a challenge. But the second challenge has been talent. Um, because I have a vision around inclusiveness. And how do I fulfill, specifically for ADCO, which is kind of uh, grounded in the tech world, how do I fulfill that vision and stay true to that vision um, while, like, really making sure I have the right skill sets in the right places, right? So that's just uh, the reality. So a lot, so now what I've started to do is merge those two, right? So now we actually do skills building certification workshops through Queens Brunch, and then we try to, like, we're trying to grow talent organically so that we can um, fulfill some of the requests that are coming in through ATCO. And just in general, give people opportunities um, that they need in the tech space. And when you talk about um, talent, what type of roles are you um, referring to? So the main roles that we um, are trying to fill are agile coaching roles. Um, So in that usually translates into either advisory or coaching services or actually running training classes to the general public. And so that there's a number of certifications tied with that. And so it's just really finding people who are already certified or who are willing to go through the journey of kind of upskilling themselves to, to get to that point. So you talk about this process um, and it's great that you are actually combining both your consulting and the Queen's Brunch um, to kind of find and foster talent. How long have you been doing this? I've been in business for ADCO almost three, 2015, so three years. 
Yeah, um, Queens Brunch started a, almost a year later. So there is, so Queens Brunch is two years old. What has been some of the rewards? Um, we talked about the challenge. Oh my gosh, I am so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy. I, you know what? I am so happy. But no, like, man, that's really, I just, that's a personal thing, right? But outside of that, I really have gotten to see like growth happen. A, around me like I get you know as part of good business you got to know how your clients actually do and so like seeing the impact that I've had on my clients and like seeing Queens become so invested um, into Queens brunch in the community we just put out so I said I have a talent problem I mean only for echo for Queens I put out a uh, internship and we have applications coming in from Nigeria like it is just wow. amazing how like people are invested in that mission um and that just like it just drives not only myself but the organization for it's really tough like I was in this game by myself for a long time and so it just it's just been so rewarding to get other people's perspective and to learn from other people and for me to deepen my own learning so that I can be, um, you know, as resourceful as I need to be for the other people that are a part of it. You mentioned something key, um, like just learning. What have you learned about yourself in becoming an entrepreneur? You're still fairly young in entrepreneurship. What has, yeah. I imagine you didn't go in, you're not the same person <laughs> going into no. entrepreneurship. Um, no, no, no. Years later. I think, yeah, you definitely probably know that from your own experience. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I learned about myself from entrepreneurship, I think more than anything else, because I think, I know entrepreneurship is a word that has not always existed, right? And like the definition of it seems to be clear, but I think it's not. A lot of people are not clear like what an entrepreneur really is. And I would say if I had to give it a definition, it's not only running and operating a business, it is taking on a journey of continuous and relentless improvement on your life in order to make an impact on the greater world. And that in itself has been what I have learned, like making a commitment to grow something outside of yourself or something bigger than yourself is making a commitment to multiply who you are and what you stand for by 10 times. There are so many ways that I'm challenged every day and so many issues that I have to not only come to terms with, but make a decision on quickly that it's just phenomenal. So what do you say to that person who is sitting at that cushy job right now and really wants to pursue this journey of entrepreneurship? I would say prepare, prepare, prepare. And then jump. You've mentioned um, podcasts, um, books. Like, how? What are you using to actually like help you throughout this journey? Like, kind of tools of the trade. Yeah. So there are ups and downs to entrepreneurship, right? And so my tools when I'm up are very different than my tools when I'm down. <laughs> so my, my tools when I'm up include like audio books, right? So I'm a big fan of Audible. Um, I do listen to podcasts. So, you know, I mentioned the My Leap Peel podcast. I listen to um, the Great Girlfriends podcast. I actually listen to this podcast called Software Engineering Daily because talking with clients, you kind of just got to be on the up and up. 
Um, and then outside of that, I would use a lot of productivity tools. I would be nothing without, like, we're actually having this conversation on Zoom, you know, Slack, like, those types of things. When I'm down, I actually engage more and reflect more. Um, so I'm, like, on YouTube, I'm actually taking the time to read a physical book, like, but day to day, I start my morning with a journal and a book, whether that's delivered by headphones or, uh, you know, actually touching and turning pages. I want to close this on something that you mentioned at the start of this and you actually um, writing uh, your, your list of fears and being transparent. You mentioned self-care. Just kind of talk yeah. about important that is um, because at the start of this journey you know we grind we stay up late at night for those who have that corporate cushy job you know they're getting up early in the morning and yep. after work they're staying up really late at night and working weekends and it could be non-stop you know you just trying to reach your goals but I think self-care is really something important that people need to take into consideration you know no matter what they're doing but I just want you like what have you learned about self-care? Why is it so important? And what are you doing? I wasn't as aware of self-care until my um, social media manager, her name is Amber Nicole, actually called it out. She was just like, you are going nonstop. And me going nonstop impacts my team, right? So what I have learned is that as much as I plan the business part of my life, I have to be as not plan, but I have to be as intentional about the personal part of my life. Um, and so it's like self-care starts with the intention of, you know what, why am I driving to get this done by a certain date at a certain time, right? Like probably, you know, the inner uh, project management skills or whatever, but just letting go of expectations that I have on myself or that I perceive others to have on me and like really put myself first so that I can be what I need to be for others and for that vision that I want to fulfill. Well, that, that is a word and I'm going to end on that note. <laughs> okay, great. But yeah, I just would say definitely queensbrunch.com slash join. <laughs> I just want people to be a part of the community and get as much as I do out of it. How often do you, how often do you guys have the Queens Brunch? I know you mentioned you're expanding outside of Chicago. So is it a monthly? We end up doing five to six events per year. So that's every other month. Okay. Um, Queens Brunches are usually once a quarter and then we have partner events twice a year. Um, but we are getting to the point now where we're starting to really engage the community online. So we're actually launching a live video series with the same influencers that come to speak at our event. That was Shayna Atkins. Learn more about her and Queens Brunch at queensbrunch.com or you can head over to blackfacemarket.com and learn about not only Queens Brunch but her coaching company at Go Inc. If you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe and rate us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And if you have feedback or questions that you want, to, want me to cover on a future episode, please email me at Tanisha at blackfaves.com. I'll include the email in the show notes. If you are a Black entrepreneur listening and you want us to help drive traffic to your business, please go to blackfavesmarket.com and hit the add listing button. And 
add your business to our marketplace. If you're interested in products or services created by Black entrepreneurs and you want those emailed to you on a regular basis, go to the website, blackfavesmarket.com and subscribe. As always, thank you for listening. Shout out to those who create their own. Don't stop, be encouraged, and keep creating. Talk to you next time.